Welcome back to Gold Diggers. This is the second season of a podcast now written and produced by 24 female psychology majors at the University of Georgia. Guided by our amazing and slightly hyperactive professor, Dr. Michelle Van Dellen. In the last season, students dug deep into the psychology of goals and self-control. This season, we'll be translating research and handing out scientifically-based tools to help you achieve all kinds of different goals. So grab a shovel and come with us as we unearth nuggets of knowledge to guide you down the road of achieving your goals. Welcome to Gold Diggers Round 2. Goals! Can you dig it? Meet Meredith and Caroline, two 21-year-old college students at the University of Georgia. Meredith and Caroline, like many people, struggle with saying yes to all of the requests and opportunities that come their way. I end up just overcommitting a lot and not having time to do all the things that I want to do. I tend to put more on my plate than I can actually handle. Because they don't have skills in managing these temptations, they find themselves overcommitted, overworked, and unable to focus on the things that really matter to them. I've stopped making time for myself and that just ends up leaving me more exhausted, more drained because I haven't taken the time to take care of my needs. I can't give enough time or energy to something and I start to feel like I'm failing at it or letting people down. If this sounds like you, you've probably also been told to just say no and focus on yourself. But it isn't always that simple. At its root, the inability to say no is a self-control issue. When faced with an opportunity to give into temptation or pursue something you know would be better for you, you just don't know how to say no. We've all been in situations where it seems like self-control is hard to find, and it can leave you feeling defeated when you can't resist temptations. Many hopeful goals end up failing when, in the moment, people are unable to make choices that align with their goals, a phenomenon known as self-control failure. This problem spans across all types of goals, from healthy eating, getting straight A's, or even putting yourself first instead of taking on too much responsibility. So if saying no is so difficult, how can you plan ahead to increase your chances of pursuing your goal instead of falling for a temptation yet again? If you've tuned into our previous episode, you've chosen the ideal goal for you. But what now? In this episode, we will explore how different methods can be used to foster self-control. After choosing the right goal for you, it is important to plan for success. Part of the goal planning process is understanding what perspective self-control is. According to Ken Fujita, perspective self-control involves the awareness that temptation may later strike and prevent you from achieving a goal. Studies show that having beneficial habits set in place is a significant factor in predicting goal outcomes. So, if you preemptively develop self-control strategies as habits, you can prepare yourself for moments of weakness. As we have mentioned, it is hard to implement self-control in the moment. This is partially because self-control can be susceptible to negative moods or low energy. However, research indicates that people tend to exhibit more self-control when deciding how to act in the future rather than deciding how to act in the moment. So if we plan ahead and set prospective self-control strategies in place, we can improve our chances of reaching our goals. Today we will be talking about our experiences in trying out two devices that do just this. 
These devices are choice bracketing and self-imposed punishment. Meredith will be working towards her goal of saying no by implementing a strategy called choice bracketing. Choice bracketing is one method that can be useful in making a plan to achieve one's goal. It involves grouping decisions together in advance instead of looking at each individual decision alone. This leads you to look at the choices framed together differently than you would if the choices were framed apart. For example, if you are debating whether or not to have dessert after each meal, it can be easy to justify why you should give in and eat it. Immediately available rewards often seem disproportionately more worth it in the moment than the rewards of your distant goal, so you give in to temptation. But choice bracketing is deciding in advance to say no to desserts all week and sticking to it, rather than making the decision in the moment. Amar Chima and Dilip Soman researched how making more decisions can make it harder for people to recognize they need to exert self-control. By reducing the number of decision points, choice bracketing might make it easier for people to pursue their big long-term goals. Bracketing choices ahead of time works by reducing the number of decisions you have to make in the moment, therefore choosing to exhibit more self-control in the moment. In order to try out the strategy for herself, Meredith will be completing two choice brackets. First, she is going to schedule me time every day for a week. Because Meredith's problem lies in saying yes to too many things, she often doesn't have time for herself. By scheduling me time for each week, she is forcing herself to set aside time in advance, which won't allow her to say yes to as many things. The second choice bracket she will be trying is only allowing herself to say yes to three activities or favors. By only saying yes to three things, she is held accountable for saying no to everything else. In this way, she's thinking about her week as a whole instead of taking life day by day. Caroline will be trying out a different self-control strategy, known as self-imposed punishment. This strategy provides motivation to succeed in goal pursuit by establishing punishments for when you give in to temptation. In a previous study, self-imposed punishment was found to be successful in reducing smoking. Participants in the study had to pay a certain amount of money every time they did not reach their goal of smoking less. With the self-imposed punishment looming over them, over half the subjects reduced their smoking during the three-week treatment period, and many continued to avoid smoking after the study. To try this out for herself, Caroline will say no to anyone who asks for help with anything that is not life-threatening. If she says yes to someone, then she will have to back out of another commitment, one that she would probably consider fun or enjoyable. What is the issue that you guys have with self-control? So both of us kind of struggle with saying no. Um, like we have situations where if people are asking stuff of us or just overcommitting in general. I know for me, it's generally when someone needs something for me, like, hey, can you come help me with this? Like my first instinct is always to say yes, definitely. I, like, I want to be there for people always. And I end up just overcommitting a lot and not having time to do all the things that I want to do. Mine's very similar. So it could be like favors or events, activities, things like that. So if somebody asks me to help them or like just do something, I'm going to do it. And I tend to put more on my plate than I can actually handle. Why do you want to start saying no? I think it it just involves recognizing that I'm important too and my time is important and the people around me deserve the best version of me. And even though 
I want to be there for them. Like if I'm just giving and giving and giving and not having time to fill myself back up, then like my help isn't as valuable to them. And so I think that's why it's important to me just to know that I have the power to say no. And also that I don't have to feel guilty if I say no. Cause I think that's something that comes up a lot is that I don't want to say no because I feel guilty that I'm not being able to be there for someone. And, um, so that's why saying no would be important so that I could feel like I have that power to take care of myself and not feel bad about not always being there when someone needs me. You did a great job <laughs> explaining that. <laughs> I think, yeah, just learning to value myself and my time and my energy and being able to say no is super important. And if the people that you're trying to help really care about you, they're going to understand that okay. you can't do everything all the time. Um, so that would probably help relationships like knowing your boundaries when you're faced with an opportunity to say yes or no to something what is going through your mind is there some kind of like internal struggle what's going on for me (laughs) my planner immediately pops into my head and I think of everything that I've already scheduled for like that day or that week and I try to run through everything I've already set time aside for and then I try to squeeze in that event or favor or whatever that they asked me to do I like try to find like that 15 minutes of free time and squeeze that in just so that I can help or not be left out like do whatever I need to do um so yeah for me it's just like trying to plan it out but not really dedicating enough time for me, there's honestly no internal struggle. I just like my immediate answer is yes, always. And it's not until after I've already said yes, I've already agreed to it. I sit down and think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Like now I'm committed. Now I can't back out. Um, so I think I want to do this challenge because I know that I need to be more mindful of my yeses and my nos. And when I'm in that moment to actually pause and think about it instead of just automatically saying yes. I also do that. <laughs> I say like, maybe I can do that. And then I'll like think about it and I'll be like, yeah, I can totally do that. I just overestimate my ability. Sometimes like, yeah, I got, I got this. And then I really sit down and look at it. I'm like, mm, I should not have committed, but it's okay. <laughs> what do you hope to accomplish by the end of this experiment? I hope that I learn how to say no without feeling guilty about it. And then like, like you were saying, having that power um to be able to say it and not feel guilty and like know that I'm not upsetting the people I'm saying no to or if I do upset them that it's okay because my time is valuable um so yeah learning that I can prioritize myself and it's okay yeah I agree I definitely would like to stop feeling guilty about saying no um because even though my norm is to say yes sometimes I realize that oh I've done too much I need to back out and I feel really terrible about saying no And I feel like I'm being a bad friend. And so for me, I just want to not feel so guilty about saying no and just be more mindful in every moment whenever I'm faced with a decision to say yes or no, instead of just automatically saying yes, to instead take the time to consider and think about like, okay, is this actually feasible? Can this actually fit into my schedule instead of just automatically saying yes? How do y'all feel going into this? Are you hopeful to be that you're going to be successful? Are you nervous? Do you feel like this will be an easy goal to accomplish or does it feel kind of daunting? 
I'm excited to try it because I feel like it's important for my mental health and like my time um, and just like learning more about myself. Um, so I'm excited to try it. But I also think it's a little daunting because it's like a big goal. It's like a challenging goal for me. And even to just say yes to doing this experiment I had to really like think about it because at first I said maybe I'll do it if you really need somebody I can and then I got talked into it and there's a lot of parts and I probably should have said no but <laughs> this is forcing me to like actually accomplish my goal so yeah I agree I'm definitely hopeful and excited just to try and try to do something instead of just continuing how I've been going um it does seem a little daunting because again it is a pattern that I've established across my life so I don't know how much it'll actually change in the short time soon but I'm definitely hopeful to try and hopeful to see results we'll be checking back in with Caroline and Meredith throughout their process of implementing their self-control strategies How'd your first day go? Well, I took me time, which was really exciting. I literally just sat on my phone and scrolled through Instagram for like 30 minutes. Anything counts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was very proud of that. And then I was like, wow, I've done so well. I haven't said yes to anybody. And then my mom called and she asked me to review her resume. And I immediately said yes. And then realized halfway through the conversation that I was supposed to say no and I was sitting there like, oh shit, do I backtrack and say, sorry, I can't do it? Or do I just keep going with it? Because I knew it was going to take like 30 minutes to review and like have to call her back and walk through like everything I changed and stuff. And then later in the phone call, she asked um, if she could come visit me on Friday. And I just didn't even think about saying no. I was just like, yeah, let's go to lunch. and Like, let's make plans. So we made plans for Friday. And then I hung up. And I was like, I said yes to two things, and I was supposed to say no. And I can't can't tell my mom I'm supposed to say no because it'll break her heart. Mm -hmm. So I just, I went with it. How'd your first day go? It was okay. (laughs) I also said yes to two things. One of them couldn't really get out of because it was a work thing. But one of my roommates asked me for a ride to class. And just like, I was like, yes, totally. I'll take you to class. It's fine. Um, And then... It was only today that I looked back and realized, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be saying no to things. I'm supposed to be like sitting here and mindfully processing my answers. And I just said yes and didn't think about it. Um, so I had to do my punishment. And I was supposed to meet up with some friends this morning. And I was like, I'm sorry, y'all, but I can't make it anymore. <laughs> what did they say? Um, I mean, they understood. I didn't really elaborate. I'm like, oh, this is for a project. I'm supposed to be saying no to things. Yeah. But I just told them I couldn't make it anymore. They understood it was fine. But it was so painful to say no. So I was like, oh, this is something I committed to. These people I care about. But like trying to do the punishment thing and hopefully it'll work. But I don't know. I just think like it's so hard to remember in the moment to actually say no especially yeah. I feel like you feel the same way like your immediate reaction is to mm-hmm. say yes and like you don't think about it until later it's very instinctual yeah. to just say yes and then after you've said yes you start thinking like about how you should have said no um but for me I can't backtrack and back out of things because mm-hmm. that's not my 
my strategy. It's hard. I feel like it makes so, me sound flaky. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, actually, no, I yeah. can't anymore. I told you yes, but no, because I feel like my word doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. Yeah. And in two days, I've already used my three passes. <laughs> I, I, my one pass went to reviewing my mom's resume. My second one went to meeting her for lunch on Friday. And then my third one, I said yes to a friend to like go out and get a drink tonight. So, so I thought about, I'm, I'm done. I'm done for the week. I have to say no to everything else and I'm not ready for that. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> One of the things you may have noticed about Meredith and Caroline is that they are struggling with identifying in the moment that they are facing a temptation that was conflicting with their goal. It turns out that the ability to identify the conflict between goal pursuit and temptations is an important part in successful self-control. Recognition of self-control conflict may lead to more success in implementing self-control strategies rather than implementing them in isolation. As the week went on, Meredith and Caroline recorded their progress and failures. Let's listen to one of Meredith's challenge updates. An organization that I'm involved in is Impact. And so last week we were meeting to go over homecoming events. So throughout this week, um, there's been street painting and window painting, um, lip sync is tonight actually. Um, but we were going through the list of activities that we needed to complete and the girl, my friend that is in charge of leading this meeting, um, starts asking me like, she'd already assigned me to two things, but started asking me what more I could take on. And I looked at my schedule and I was like, I have a physics test on Thursday, so I really don't need to overwhelm myself. Um, And I started by saying, maybe I could handle it. And then I stopped myself and I said, you know, I'm going to put a firm no on that because I really need to study and prioritize my time before I put anything onto my plate. And couple people in the group kind of giggled when I said I'm gonna put a firm no on that which is totally okay because I also laughed I kind of said it as a joke because subconsciously I'm thinking about this challenge um but uh my friend uh who's asking me to do these activities was like that's totally okay like I completely understand um no pressure was just asking um I support your decision like she was so supportive and understanding like we're all college students who have a ton going on and so to get that support from a peer and knowing like knowing that she knows what it feels like to be overwhelmed by all the responsibilities and letting me take a step back and take time for myself was really awesome After listening to Meredith's challenge update, we see that implementing choice bracketing was helpful in achieving her goal. Since she had already met her challenge quota of saying yes to three things, the decision to say no was already in the back of her mind. She didn't have another option to say yes in her choice bracket for the week. We can also see that by having me time for several days, Meredith began to value her time more and was able to consider prioritizing her time when making the decision to say no. Now let's listen to Caroline's challenge update. So today is Wednesday and I'm super excited because I actually successfully said no to someone. 
One of my roommates asked me if I could drive her somewhere, and my immediate reaction was to say yes, and then within like five seconds it hit me like oh my gosh I'm supposed to be saying no and now I'm gonna have to back out of something that I want to do but she's still sitting in front of me and I knew she would be really understanding so I was like "Mm, actually sorry I can't give you a ride um and she understood it was fine but it was still just like so painful for me to go back on my word like that and to not be able to help her out but also I really didn't need to give her a ride. I really needed to study and like it wasn't that I wanted to give her a ride, but I just felt like I should. You know, she's my friend, I want to help her out. But I said no, and I'm really proud of myself. Caroline's initial reaction was to say yes. But because she had punishment on her mind, it helped her say no. She was successful in saying no because she did not want to back out of an activity she wanted to do. Even after only a few days of their challenges, Meredith and Caroline became more aware of their self-control conflicts between overcommitting and pursuing their goals of saying no. As they became more aware of the conflicts they faced in the moment, they were more successful in implementing their strategies. We're back with Caroline and Meredith who have successfully completed their challenges. How are you guys feeling? Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like the opportunity to say no didn't come up as much as I hoped for. I know that I had a pretty busy week last week and maybe people like knew just not to ask me for things. And like I saw opportunities where people did ask me to do something for them. I was successful in one of the attempts. I did say no and I was very proud of myself. Um, the other one, not so much. I said yes. I didn't even think about it. And then it was like the next day I was like, oh no, I'm supposed to be punishing myself for doing this. I'm supposed to be sitting here and actually thinking about this. Um, So I backed out of hanging out with some friends as my punishment, but the other one I said yes. I was very proud, and that was kind of it. Um, I still feel like it could be really helpful as a strategy, like self-imposing punishment, just because if I'm actually thinking about it and if it's on my mind, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, even if I just automatically said yes, then it was kind of like a reminder, like, wait, no, 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 you should be saying no. If you don't say no, you're going to have to miss out on something you really want to do. Um, so I feel like it was helpful in that sense, but it is hard in the moment to remember that that's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? I also feel okay about it. <laughs> um, so my challenge was to schedule me time and then say no so that I'm not overcommitting myself. And I feel like I did a great job of me time because it was already scheduled and so it was planned ahead, which that's easier for me than having to say no on the spot because my initial reaction is to always say yes. Um, so I did better at the me time, even if it was just me literally existing for 30 minutes and not doing anything um, than I did saying no because I definitely said yes um, to things I wasn't supposed to, but I was successful at a few attempts at saying no, so that's always good. (laughs) Um, How have your views changed about your problem with overcommitting after completing the challenges? So I think that I still overcommit myself, but I'm getting better at it so this challenge is something that I'm gonna have to continue to do for a long time it's not it's not a goal that I can achieve within a week um so an example of me overcommitting is I was going through my emails and I realized I forgot to do something and it caused a huge miscommunication and it was a mess but the reason why I made the mistake is because I was overwhelmed when I tried 
to email somebody. Um, and so I had like a little meltdown, and, but I realized that it's the reason there was a problem is because I was overcommitting myself. And then taking that motivation was good for me to like say, okay, I'm not going to overcommit myself because I don't want to make these mistakes again. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think as far as changing, it changed my perspective a lot, just in terms of actually thinking about every situation that comes up and thinking about how it's affecting me whenever I overcommit. And it just really gave me a better perspective of whenever someone asks something of me, even if I don't immediately think about it, then it kind of made me sit and process like, wait a minute, like, should I say yes to this? Is this actually beneficial to me? Because the time that I did successfully say no, I really didn't want, my friend asked me to drive her somewhere and I really didn't want to because I needed to study, but I just like automatically said no or said yes, even though I probably wanted to say no. And then because I was doing the challenge, I felt justified in being like, oh, actually, no, I can't. It's for a class. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like I wasn't doing it for myself. So I think it definitely brought it into perspective of how necessary it is for me to be able to make the choice to say no, but do it for myself, not just because of some extrinsic motivation. I definitely have to agree with that. Um, like, when I was successful at saying no, or when I was successful having me time, like it made me realize that I am overcommitting myself more than I realized, and that it's nice to actually have that time set aside for myself and prioritize my own needs rather than everybody else's. Do you feel like you've made progress? A little bit. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, I think it's a baby step. Because I've been able to realize like that I do overcommit myself and I've been able to realize that me time is important um, to reset and prioritizing myself is nice. Um, and then I also realized that people aren't going to be mad at me if I say no. Like sometimes they will be, but I did get support like from friends being like, oh, that's okay. I understand um, that you can't do that right now or whatever. So it was... It was a good process. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely baby steps of progress, more just like making myself more aware. And I think recognizing too that there are steps that I can take to be successful in stopping saying no. I think the progress more came in the sense that I'm realizing that I don't just have to just stop saying no, but that there are strategies that I can take that self-imposed punishment could be successful if I chose to implement it longer. I think Meredith would agree that like choice bragging could definitely be beneficial if she chose to implement it for a longer time. So I think there's progress in terms of realizing that there are steps that I can take that could definitely be beneficial. Yeah, I definitely agree that choice bracketing was successful in baby steps. Like looking at it holistically, I did mess up, but nobody's perfect. You're going to mess up when you're trying a new strategy. Um, but I did have successes. So I think if I continue to implement this in my life, which I'm going to try, I'm really going to try. Um that I will be more successful in the long run. And like the more you practice, the better you get. So yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be more of a long-term goal for the both yeah, of us. for sure. This was Caroline and Meredith's experience with choice bracketing and self-imposed punishment. But how do you apply it to your life? If you're on a diet, choice bracketing might look like meal prep for the week. By predetermining what food you will eat that week, you've limited your available opportunities to indulge in tempting food. Or, perhaps you find yourself too scared to do 
basic adult tasks, like killing the occasional spider that makes its way into your house. Try self-imposed punishment here. Your punishment could be to buy your roommates a coffee every time you get them to kill the bug for you. Overall, prospective self-control can be beneficial in pursuing your goals. By preparing in advance, you can give yourself the tools to succeed in an area where you might need more self-control. We want to give a special thanks to all of the authors of the research discussed in this episode. If you're interested in reading the specific articles that help make this episode possible, please check out our Facebook page to find out our show notes for the script and full citations of each author. This episode was written and produced by Brooke Timmerman, Caroline Griffin, Katie Altoff, Meredith Calhoun, and Riley Lewis. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast channel to tune in to our upcoming episodes and also follow us on Twitter at Gold Diggers POD, on Instagram at Gold Diggers Podcast, and like us on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and keep on digging.